This is Mark McNeese with my co-host Rick Rose, and you're listening to another edition of The Twist. Welcome to another Twist, everybody. And wow, Rick, we've been gone for two weeks. There's so much to get caught up on. How are you? Good. I hope your two weeks were worthy. Very worthy. We went to Atlantic City, and I stayed in my budget. I lost money, of course, but I don't always lose. But I, but I stayed in my budget, which is good. Always good when you're out gambling. And I know you pay like play like the penny slots, or have you advanced? No, no, no. I'm never going to play more than penny slots. But nowadays, too, there's. I mean, the whole idea of a penny slot is an illusion because you can't play for pennies anymore. You're gonna, you know, it's hard to find one that you can even do fifty cents on, and most of them are. 75 and above and then if you want to win the jackpot on a lot of them you have to play the max so a lot of times you're playing a dollar fifty on this quote penny slot you know but sometimes i win sometimes i lose but i had i won on monday which is good so it started off great and then tuesday i gave it i gave it back but that's okay i started out a winner and that's what matters right Mm, it does i like to finish a winner we're all winning we're all winners every day we are winners every day. So what 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 mug are you drinking? We record this in the morning, by the way, folks. Of course, um, always. Um, always. And, uh, yeah, favorite coffee mugs. Yeah. <clears throat> That's I don't collect much because I'm I we have a clutter problem. But when we travel, I like to get a coffee mug or a hat. You know, like a you like baseball hats, hat. You know. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it, or a knickknack, but usually like a mug or a hat. And we went to Pennsylvania a couple months ago. I in, on the spur of the moment, I can't remember where. Oh, Strasburg, it says right there on the cup. And I'm um, to the <laughs> no to the Red Caboose Motel, which was so much fun. Every room is a caboose, and there's a train station there. And I got this mug that I love. It's black with um with this train engraved on it. That's white. I just love it. It's one of my oh, favorites. That's nice. I don't collect them either. I just get them. And for some reason, this Christmas, I got quite a bit of them between Christmas and my birthday, which are, you know, weeks apart. This one is a home mug. I love the shape of it. To me, it's all about the shape, not what it says. Um, although someone gave me one yesterday. Shout out to my friend Carol. She gave me a mug yesterday. It says, hi, handsome or morning, handsome. That's very oh, sweet. Oh, nice. She doesn't know you. Yeah. <laughs> she knows my inside not my outside yes well, and and mugs are also very important to me as a writer because i i'm like i'm not a superstitious person but i have talismans i always have so on my writing desk it's like my sacred space and i have certain um pictures and things like that underneath this plexiglass that's on top of my desk and then i have like little things i have this skull from the like the day of the dead that they do in mexico this pink skull that I love, that's there. Of course, because I write creepy, dark stuff. And um, and then I just got a bunch of things, little containers, and I got a doll that Jerry gave me. And the cup, this is where it's going, the coffee cup. So, like, a coffee cup is part of my day every single morning because now, in 2019, I write every single morning. Wow. Uh, either a chapter or I rewrite a chapter or I outline. That's that's my mission this year is to really, really, really buckle down on the writing because I could do at least two books a year, possibly three, writing a chapter every day. And of course, that includes rewriting. But still, that's we're talking like 300 chapters a year. That's awesome. So it's yeah. part of your lexicon, in other words, like you have to have that cup there. Oh, yeah. Know? The cup is part of the experience. That's why I can't. Yeah. Well, it's not why I can't stop drinking coffee. I'm addicted to it. But it's part of the mystical experience of being an amazing writer, you know. Well, no, I like it. Well, this one is, uh, I like I said, I like the shape, but it's this blue and it says home and the O is the state, like we talked about in past shows. 
no like the big thing now is state pride and it's pretty cool i do want to say take a picture of it and post it to our facebook page and i'm going to do the same with mine i want people can they to do see that our can other people put a post there i don't know did we oh uh, yeah sure can they can comment i didn't they can that. comment and it well i don't they think they can comment well they can post because there's a place well it doesn't matter we can do this off off I'm totally or, offline or, and in our in our, in our production meeting and then yeah, um, or our I'll, social media meeting mark we right have social media we have you know, you guys, we do this for you, and we have lots of meetings leading up to this. So thank you also, all for joining we, us. We're on Spotify. I don't want to forget to say that now, folks. We're on Spotify, which is fabulous. We're all, That's all, awesome. all over the place. We're on CastBox, SoundCloud, Libsyn, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, what else? But Spotify, I was really happy about that. So. Well, I was bragging about it this week because I was proud of it, too, and a lot of people have Spotify. But then I was amazed, like... I guess I don't talk enough about the show because I've been to like three places socially and work uh, because unfortunately I do have to still have a real job. I mean, this does well. You know, I make a, a fair amount of money doing this podcast. Just Lots kidding. of imaginary money. We're, we're, we're just <laughs> swimming money, in imaginary money. We are. But anyway, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. But uh, so many conversations led to the fact people like, I didn't know you had the podcast. Now, now I'm nervous because they're listening and I have to step it up. Like Maddie from work. Lacey from work, my friend Q, she's listening to us. Q, oh what, I love that name. Well, it's Kiona, but we call her Q. That makes here. me think of something real quick, though, and then we got to get into the show. We're getting we're getting our taxes done and uh, by H and R Block, um, but this now we live in Jersey now, so there's an H and R Block in um, Frenchtown, which is maybe ten minutes from here. It's a cute little town, but I found out yesterday that it was originally called Sunbeam, and I was like, wow, wouldn't you love what? to live in a town called Sunbeam? That's a great name. And why I like would it better you change it from Sunbeam to Frenchtown? Probably because the French in the city got upset by the Martians. In Possibly because the they couldn't. There's no word for Sunbeam in French, I guess. Sunbeam? Yes, there probably is. Sunbois. So, Sol. Is it Sol? I don't know. Soleil. 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 Okay. Soleil. Um, anyway, welcome everybody. Yeah, Thanks welcome everybody us. to our to our yeah, to our like long, long, long intro. But I'm yeah, happy to be back, trip. and you know the twist is doing doing great, and it is what it is, and we're having a good time. People ask what it is, and if you're listening for the first time and we haven't explained it, we just take twisted news, and there's a lot out there, and share it, or we twist the news a little bit. Lots give of our opinion comments. and chemistry. I got yeah, a new iPhone. I know. And I was like, I forgot you told me you had problems, and I was like, well, Mark must be pissed. He's not responding to me, and I was like, got the text. You got a new one. What happened? You like the new one? No, the old one was, I didn't realize, you know, time just has this funny way of going by. And it's like, all of a sudden you realize something was years ago that you thought was maybe last year. Right. So the iPhone I had was a 6 Plus and it was four years old. I didn't know that. Oh. I thought it was maybe three years old. But it stopped responding to touch. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't open my mail. I couldn't do anything. It just wasn't working. So um, we stopped at a Verizon store on the way to Atlantic City. Long story short, I've been paying $9 a month for four years for insurance. So I sent, I got a new phone, although being, being, being the thieves that these people are, what they do is they give you um, a refurbished phone. So I got a refurbished, but they didn't trickery. have any, it's, I, it's, a, it's an upgrade. No, it's no. a seven plus because they didn't have any six pluses. So I got a refurbished seven plus it's working fine. And I'm just waiting to make sure that they don't say that I sent them a damaged phone or some shit like that. Cause then, I know, then, you I'll, be, just hope. then I'll be really upset, yeah. but no, it's yeah, fine. You're it works fine. You're at their mercy. Hey, there's a cop in Australia. His name is Rob Banks. Just wow, I like that. Yeah, he doesn't I like As long name. as it's not his career. 
Well, I know it's kind of affecting him a little bit. And said, so you, to... you mentioned Bitcoin. There was a thing I just saw briefly yesterday about some guy who had like online some sort of digital currency like Bitcoin, uh-huh. and and he died, and he had the only password. So like they're like they oh, owe geez. they owe like all this huge amount of money to people, and they can't pay him because he had he died with the only password. Isn't that weird? That is weird. Well, you know what I like now though, like. I was probably not true of passwords with Bitcoin, but like your phone through Google can save all your passwords with the touch of a thumb on your phone, like we're talking about, or your facial recognition. Although they say you got to be careful of facial recognition because it can be easily copied or something. But I like that. I don't have to remember all my passwords because it's like, is this the one with a, an exclamation and a character and an asterisk and yeah, a whatever? Yeah, it's crazy. And you don't oh, want to use the same one for everything. And then no. you can't you can't use one you used before. So like if I have oh, a, yeah. if I'm having a problem with a password, and it was dilly dally pound slash, and then I go in there, and it doesn't work for some reason, yeah. and I request a new one, I have to use a really different one. I they know. won't let me Great. use one that I've used before. So I'm. It's just. It's I know. I'm age. having that struggle right now. I've been like four, four times and then it locks you out trying to make a payment on a dental plan that I'm using or something. And I don't remember how I set up. But now the problem is it saves the passwords, but sometimes I forget the username. I I give up. Let's get on with the show. I'm tired of it. Ring that bell, baby. Ring that bell. Oh, good morning, everyone. And thank you for joining us. Good morning. Such an uplift to start with my big, heavy topic. Well, I want to start first of all with the Super Bowl. Oh, do it. Go for it. Because I, yeah, we watched a little bit of it. We ate a bunch of, we make these tortilla chips at work. We fry them because we make money on them. They don't, I, I don't know. They must not cost us anything because we sell them for a dollar, two dollars a bag. But the, the ones I got were green and like long, long story short, like three days of green poop. So stay away from colored oh, tortilla Lord. chips. No, really. You, you not. Think, go, oh, no, you would think maybe a day like eating beets or something, but it's been three days. Mark, we've done stories about this colored food stuff before. Yeah, I'm not doing it again. Jeez. Let's talk about the Super Bowl. I know you got comments on it, too. I watched it because it's just the thing to do. I happen to be up north snowmobiling. I could have driven home. A lot of my friends didn't watch it. I shouldn't have watched it, first of all, number one, and revolt of, uh, you know, all the backlash that came with, with the, the Saints. Absolutely. Next, with the Saints not getting in. And number two, uh, I shouldn't have watched it because it was boring. So a couple headlines i love this the times picune the paper from new orleans the headline the not just the headline the front page of the paper is all white with just print on it that says super bowl question mark what super bowl question mark that was their comment on monday this i week. saw that oh i love it so clever and many people have probably read this but in case you don't know the the people in um in new orleans celebrated on uh, bourbon street and stuff during the super bowl they replayed the 2010 super bowl which they were the champs of and that's how they spent watching the Super Bowl. They watched the past Super Bowl from 2010. Love it. And I, I we, we awesome. only we really watched it for the halftime show because we wanted to see that. And and oh, um, geez. you really needed to see him stripping, taking his shirt off. That was well, the that I show. that I don't care about. Although I do, I did see online that people were like, "Wait a minute, Janice." Janice Joplin. Um, Janet Jackson's nipple pops out and it's, you know, like derails her career. And here's this man. I guess apparently men can flash their nipples on national TV. That's okay. It so there was sense. a backlash about that. But mostly he has the charisma of a sponge, Adam Levine. Uh, I mean, yeah, and then, he's got no charisma. If you're going to do a Super Bowl show, give me Bruno Mars. Give me Beyonce. Well, give me. I know. I know. It's true. And Lady Gaga. Anybody. They, but I, it was horrible. Well, we know there was a selection issue this year because they no one wanted to do it because of the kneeling issue. And he had to come out and 
Anyway, I'm going to end the show giving a quote from him because it was kind of interesting. Kind of redeemed himself after the horrible halftime show. They had to cover it up with a lot of pyrotechnics and stuff like that because he yeah, didn't have I mean, a charisma. Because he can't dance. He can't really do anything other than flash his tattoos. Exactly. Gladys Knight hit it, though, by singing the national anthem. She's from Atlanta. She returned home. 74 years old. Beautiful. Great rendition. Time to the flyover of the military planes. But <clears throat> this guy named Jeff Perlman, who's an author of Football for a Buck, which is subtitled The Crazy Rise and Crazier Demise of the USFL. Um, so in other words, he knows football. Yeah, cut but he to said, the chase, cut. He, well, he said it's the worst Super Bowl in history. It's just ended, and I'm de- debating whether to A, go to bed, B, throw bricks at my television screen, C, rush to YouTube and start watching different strokes reruns, or D, find some sort of hypnotist, and with enough session time or with simple surgery, can forever eradicate the last four hours from my brain. Boring score, lowest scoring Super Bowl, Six-time winner, highest winning Super Bowl, you know, like the, the number of counts. So it's the Patriots again. So the game itself was boring, lackluster. Halftime, as we said, was just horrible. Tribute to SpongeBob came out of nowhere. What was that? You know, the guy that wrote and created SpongeBob died and they wanted to see I didn't, I didn't see it. Yeah, you didn't stick with it. And then thirdly, just the, the people used to love to watch it for the commercials. And who cares anymore? With the world of the internet and the world of streaming video, we've seen some of these commercials before they even hit the Super Bowl. So I, I, you commented to me, and I just want to share with our audience, because you might not bring it up here, you think the tradition's over. I don't. I think it was just a lackluster year. Um, I still think the Super Bowl Oh, I Bowl wish it was Super over. Bowl. That's not the same thing. Oh, I find okay. the whole thing very annoying. And um, But the um, and in defense of Maroon 5, like Frank said, they weren't horrible. They were Maroon 5. This is Maroon 5. What do you, you get what you, you get what you expect. But it's not it's not up to to halftime show standards in my opinion. It was just boring. It was boring, and let's hope the Oscars are just, the Grammys this weekend and the Oscars. Well, the Oscars like, with no host. The Oscars no host. That was big news this week. They're yeah. going hostless. Are we ready? Well, that was that was. What do you mean? Are we ready? No, that was your big story. No, my big story ties in with your big story. You want super to show blah, your big story? That's first the title. Story. Super blah fifty three. Um. My no, well, my big story is um, it's not really a big story, but I read I be, I had read about this documentary that was at Sundance that caused a huge stir, and it's going to be on HBO. We don't have HBO, and I'm not going to sign up unless I can get it for free for a month to watch it. But it's Leaving Neverland, and it's about uh, film, uh, filmmaker Dan Reed did a documentary. It's four hours long, uh, focused really solely on Wade Robeson and Jimmy Safechuck who alleged they were sexually abused by Michael Jackson as children. Now, there's a whole long backstory to this I'm not going to get into. I just want to say that I read this. I read about this documentary. I read um, an interview with the filmmaker, and I absolutely believe these men. And it just, like, I don't want to hear any Michael Jackson music anymore, but I know that I'm going to because it's it's not going to change. He's Jackson will escape uh, because he's such a cultural icon, and... His influence was so massive, and nobody wants to think he was a pedophile. But I and I used to not think he was. I used to think like because he settled a case years ago, and I thought, well, that's what rich people do—they settle out of court, so they don't go to court. And um, I used to be very skeptical of of the claims of abuse, but I'm not anymore. And I and I um, I believe these men. I think Jackson 
And like, like the filmmaker said, he's quoted, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't have it in front of me, but he said, you know, because people would always say, well, Michael Jackson, he didn't have a childhood, and he was robbed of his childhood, and he's just a child. And the guy said, just because you didn't have a child, a childhood doesn't give you the right to rape underage boys. And I thought that was really very true. And one of the reasons that I believe them was the... the um, and they said this that in the documentary is very upsetting, and they actually had people there who would be like counselors and stuff to talk to people. Uh, the the sexual descriptions are very graphic, and um, mm. <clears throat> you don't make that stuff up. I'm telling you, you just some of the things that Jackson would have these boys do, you don't invent that. It's just it's not what you invent. You, you if you're making it up, you might say that he, you know, he he masturbated you or he sucked you off or something like that but this is some very specific stuff that i that i to me ringed absolutely true uh of something that would be done between um, a man and a child uh and i believe them i mean it doesn't matter to me that they lied on the the stand i mean they you know they had reasons for that uh, they were intimidated um but i believe them and in this me too era where mm -hmm. you know uh where, yeah. where guilt um not guilt, but where you just really need to the vic need to believe the victim first. Um, I I don't have any doubt that Jackson did these things, uh, and it was very it, you know it was disturbing. And I and I also wanted I told you that I wanted to talk a little bit about why people don't come forward because I don't understand in the in, in this this goes to abuse victims across the board, women who are were assaulted and they say, well why didn't she come out? Why didn't she call the police? Why didn't Christine Blasey Ford? run home and tell her mother that Brett Kavanaugh, you know, assaulted her. The, the, the pressure, both external and internal, to not do that is, in, is extreme. It's extreme. Like if you're a victim, if, you're, if you have a family member who abused you, uh, you don't, number one, you don't want to admit it to yourself. You want to believe what everyone else believes, that he or she was a nice person and that you're imagining this. Uh, and two, you know, you're not going to be believed. I mean, that's that's a big part of it is like, uh, you know, coming out and saying, you know, this family member uh, sexually abused me. Uh, when you when you've got all these people who were part of that person's life who are going to say you're either lying or you're imagining it, they're not going right. to believe you and you know, they're not going to believe you. So you just say, you know what, I'm going to keep it to myself. I'm going to keep it inside for 60 years, whatever. Uh, and just tell my therapist, you know, because that's what right. happens. I think that happens a lot. You just tell the only person you trust is not going to write you off. Yeah. So I believe these guys, I think Jackson was uh, was a really, really, um, he was damaged. But like the guy said, that doesn't give him a right to do what he did to these children. And, uh, you know, I could never hear another song of his. Yeah, that's interesting. Can you hear me, Mark? Yeah, of course. Yeah, well, I couldn't tell if I had pushed my mute button. And I appreciate you sharing. I'm going to just personalize this a little bit. I was a victim of abuse or, you know, I'm a survivor of abuse, I should say. It doesn't even matter. Then we get into semantics. Like, am I supposed to say I'm a victim or a survivor or what? But the first time I opened up about it was maybe 15 years ago in therapy. And she encouraged me, my therapist, to tell others about it. So I've shared it with a handful of people when it's appropriate, when it can help them with their experience. And by opening it up, it's helped me. I'm not going to lie. I'm still suffering and still have relationship issues due to what happened to me. And I don't need to get into the details in the show. That's not what's important. Yours is important. Your message is important because we need to share and be believed. And 
and I do know, I will say about the Michael Jackson case, I have connections in two ways. Number one, um, friends of mine used his attorney. I think one of his attorneys is actually representing um, Kaepernick in the whole uh, uh, Super Bowl, not Super Bowl, but the NFL thing. But number two, I knew one of the boys, not the boys you're talking about, but I worked in entertainment at the time. One of these kids was on a show I worked on. I knew his family intimately. I worked on his contracts and helped him with legal things. And it happened to him. And I'm telling you, it happened to him. He was one that was actually brought up in the court case. And um, so I know it. I can tell you, I knew these people intimately. And it is horrible. Two weeks ago, I went to a Michael Jackson tribute here. I thought I was going to the hologram show. I wanted to see it. But interestingly enough, Mark, it was like a Vegas show that was touring. It, you know, I like his music, but the reality was it was only half sold out. So maybe he's seen his day like the Super Bowl too. Maybe, and, and maybe it is. You know, I'm with you. I, before you even said, I decided I'm not listening to his music. And tying it into another story, what is going on? Like you said, this Josie, Josie um, Smollett, uh, the star of Empire, was attacked in Chicago. He didn't want to come out and say he was attacked for being gay and for being black. Um, and now there's people questioning it. I had a conversation with my mom, who was like, I hope to God he's not lying about this, Rick. I hope she wasn't saying he was. She's just saying the things she's hearing in the media are questioning him. Why didn't he come forward sooner? Where was the news when this happened? Why did the guy have a black thing over his face, but he's, a, he's not going to release any uh, phone calls that he was having at the time he was attacked? Well, you know what? And I told her, and my mom's sweet, and she's just processing what she's hearing. But just to wrap my, my part of this story up, you know what? Because he was shamed. I got to be honest with you. If I was attacked and walked in past my doorman to my high rise in Chicago, I'm not going to stop at the door. They're like, why didn't he? Don't ask why. Everyone handles these things differently. I would have went to my room, shook, you know, like recovered, got bearings, and then called you or called Donna or, or done something, you know? And he did that. And then that person who he talked to said, you need to call the, the authorities. But now they're saying that it was all made up. And he's just attacking, you know, because apparently they you, they sent him a letter the day before with the return addresses, mega, make America great again. And they're saying, oh, he's using that as an anti-Trump. Whatever. Let him have his experience and peace and prayers for everybody. Yeah, I saw. I mean, <clears throat> I haven't been that plugged in because I don't want to be. But I did. I know that there was all this pushback on the right. And one of my so one of my brothers in mississippi was like on facebook saying i smell something this doesn't smell right and da, 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 da. Oh, and i thought you know you've been beaten up and you're trying to say right. what happened to you and people are calling you a liar okay no wonder you keep your mouth shut right you know right um yeah anyway but but honestly to everyone having that journey peace healing do it your way and um no more mj Music. <sighs> I'm getting a bell, by the way. I lost my bell. In my I know you did. You lose everything I send you. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, really? We're going to go there? You want to do some headlines, or what do you want to do? I do, do? want to do headlines. I'm going to run through them. I'll run through mine. You run through yours. But we can comment on each other's, of course. Oh, yeah. Okay. Thanks for the permission to do so. I appreciate I, it. Here's one that suits me. It's Crazy Catman, how New York's feline frenzy <laughs> made, made headlines decades ago. This woman named Peggy Gavin has a book out on the lives of workers in storied institutions in the 1800s and their in the 1900s and their bonds with cats. Apparently, in um, New York City in the, in the 1800s and early 1900s, thousands of feral cats were rounded up and gassed 
ostensibly for, quote, humanitarian reasons. Poor children were paid one nickel per cat, uh, which meant scores of healthy pets were um, exterminated. But thanks to some New Yorkers, many were saved from slaughter and acts of kindness, which have been documented in her new book. So apparently, I was totally unaware of this. There was this whole cat problem in New York a long, long, long time ago. And a bunch of men, New York men, like saved the cats. Isn't that amazing? I love that story. I want to just, I know you're going to do yours, I'm going to do mine, but I wanted to shout out there was dogs in the news too this week. Uh, did you see, and I had posted, I think, on our Facebook page for the show, this dog joined this marathon that was running by when the dog went out to go pee. He ran the marathon and finished like seventh. And there's wow, pictures of him running the marathon. There's another story of a woman running a race and she found a little dog along the race. She picked a little puppy up, it was a lost pup. Put it in her arms, ran the rest of the race, and kept the dog. Kept the dog. It's, uh, there's I hope. sweet <laughs> images, yeah. <laughs> she did keep the dog. It's cute. Pets, pets, pets. Pets, pets, pets. Uh, multiple supporters. This one brought a smile to my face. Uh, multiple supporters of President Donald Trump over the past couple of weeks have taken to Twitter to air their grievances about the signature tax cut plan. Now, I was seeing stuff about this on wherever I saw it, Facebook or something. So I went on to Twitter to to verify it because i thought maybe this is just more you know fake bullshit on facebook <clears throat> but it's true if you go on a twitter and and search taxes 2018 or or um uh tax trump tax deal whatever you'll see like all these people because it's tax time we just met yeah. with h and r block yesterday and so like all these people are finding out that this tax bill is fucking them over they're losing deductions you know state tax deductions and all this stuff and a lot of them are Trump supporters. And it's, it was just kind of fun to see how, like, shocked <laughs> people who voted for the Republicans, because it's not just Trump. Right. It's the Republican Party. This was their wet dream, this tax bill. Um, and they're getting screwed. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't feel sorry for you. Like, you didn't, they didn't feel sorry for the, you know, the millions of people who are, need health insurance through the Affordable Care Act. They couldn't give less of a shit. That these, so that these people would lose their health care, you know, and so you got, you know, so you lost your $5,000 uh, tax return. That's like, who cares? Too bad. But it's, it's so weird. I weighed in on another <laughs> story about Trump because he just takes people, it, like they just suck in and they believe what he's saying. Like in that case, in, in, in this week too, uh, Q, our friend that's watching. He did it last this. night in the State of the Union. He talked oh, about this great tax cut. Are you oh. out of your mind? He does it all the time. He was talking about global warming last week and referencing the severe cold we had here in the Midwest. And my friend Q sent me this in his post. It literally said, like, in the beautiful Midwest, wind chill temperature reaching minus 60 degrees, the colds have recorded. Come on, people. What the hell is going on with global warning? warming, like mocking it? And this one guy responded, Noel Kastler, I think he's a comedian. He said, climate change explained for Trump. Warming oceans cause colder climates. It's like having a Russian prostitute or two peeing on your bed, even though the pee is warm. When it first hits your face as it cools, it makes the bed colder and wet. Oh, my God. Got it? That's such a great analogy. <laughs> no, that's such like, a great way to explain it. <laughs> I just had a laugh because he's so fucking dumb. Okay, go on. Ring the bell. Continue. I don't know. Dumb. <clears throat> Mugged by macaques. Mugged by macaques, the urban monkey gangs of Kuala Lumpur. I had did not what? know this was a... No, you know, like it's in other habitats too, where it's like the mountain lions too. That was in the news. We move human beings move into the you know to the to the ecosystems and the the territory of animals. And the animals, what are they supposed to do? Like move. Mm-hmm. So uh, in Kuala Lumpur, they've you know the monkeys are like have formed gangs. 
Whoa, like, this like is weird. roving gangs because it's like it's, Planet of the Apes. They lived there, you know. So you got to watch out for the monkey gangs. MS thirteen in the uh, yeah, right. in, in monkey. <laughs> How Silicon Valley puts the con in consent. This was an interesting article in the New York Times. You know, because we we go onto social media. That's a perfect example, or online apps especially. And you gotta like click that you the terms and agreements. You gotta click it to do to move forward. So everybody just clicks it. Nobody reads them. Nobody reads them. And it used the recent um, situation where Apple uh, kicked off Facebook from their developer thing because Facebook had, of course, uh, intentionally violated their their terms. But it took it said it said that it took facebook lawyers you know like hours to read these terms and figure out how they had violated them nobody reads the terms and conditions that's why one reason i will never sure. do i'll never do ancestry dot whatever i'm never doing a dna DNA test never because if you read those terms and conditions you're going to find out what you're signing away i don't expect them to find a cure for cancer in my genes but i'll be goddamned if they're going to own the rights to it so we just sign these, we sign these agreements all the time and we don't pay any attention to what's going on until until we find out that that they got us by the um cojones you know what i mean and that's how we give away all our information you know you go on facebook you click on the terms and agreements and they so got easy you, man. i know and now copy your cookies and all those other things are asking to do or don't do i just do it click click Here's one that I thought you would appreciate. Uh, Sting Operation targets cheap grapes in grapes in fancy wines. More than 50 companies tied to Italian wine exports are under investigation for fraudulent practices. They're using cheap grapes and calling it uh, fancy stuff and making lots of money. Can't do that, Mark. What do you think is the appropriate punishment? Is that a capital crime, you think? I don't know. They make him drink beer. That should be the punishment. I mean, I don't know. I mean, for true wine enthusiasts, it's just terrible. Uh, oh. Teens with anti-vax parents seek out Reddit's help. You know Reddit. I was on. Actually, I did. I was on Reddit years ago. I remember. I had a had a big old um, a question Q and A. But anyway, uh, they go to teens are turning to Reddit to get help to get vaccinated because their parents are anti-vaxxers and they're worried about dying from chicken pox or whatever so they're getting they're going online to find out how they can get vaccinated uh rule changes would crush quash trump's gop challengers i've been reading about that how the republican party the national party is coordinating with state parties to basically make sure that nobody can um there cannot be a primary challenger to trump there i mean they're not going to be able to completely stop that but they're doing everything they can to make sure that there's no significant challenge to donald trump from the republican party which i think is very anti-democratic 40 i also read that 43 percent of republicans want a, tr a primary challenger to trump because he's he's just beyond uh the horrible pale um super bowl we talked about that new jersey governor here's one i like because i live in new jersey the new jersey governor yeah. signed signed an lgbtq inclusive curriculum bill into law New Jersey will become the second state after Cheers. California awesome. to require schools to adopt an LGBT inclusive curriculum. I love you, New Jersey. Now let's get some health care going. Uh, Wisconsin, here's one for you. This is not. This is what not, you got. What well, you got it's, it's really it's really tragic. Parents were charged in the torture murder of young boy because he could not memorize Bible verses. This it's, happened in Wisconsin. Did yeah. What city? Uh, let's see. It says. I'm going to drive over there. 
Uh, I'm looking for a city because we don't want to hold people up here. It's no, any, anyways. Okay. It's crazy. filed charges in relation to the death of a seven-year-old Wisconsin boy who was buried oh. alive in snow as part of a grueling punishment for not being able to recite 13 Bible verses. Manitowoc County, wherever the hell that is. Oh my God, that's where the yeah, you know where that is. That's where the whole thing happened. I don't know. How am I going to remember? Series. It's been like you know the Netflix years. series, the guy, you know, not Jeffrey Dahmer, but the guy in the Netflix series. You know, that was charged and he's in jail. Uh, you know. I don't know, kid. but whatever. I believe you. Don't worry about it. Come on. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about and we're taking it. Came out time. to the second. Se okay. Brandon Dossie. Dossie. Okay. The story about the Dossie right. gym. Oh, geez. Okay. Uh, a gold standard study found that deleting Facebook is good for your mental health. I absolutely believe that. Because uh, they sort of did it. You know, I'm not. You know, I have a love-hate thing with Facebook, I, but I use it now just to see what's going on in people's lives and yeah, I love that. post pictures of my cats. That's it, because I basically think Facebook um, is a toxin in the body politic. Kim Davis, the uh, that creature. Um, oh yeah, yeah. She may be forced to pay that. She's going to be forced to pay the legal fees of all the couples that she would not get marriage licenses to. And I'm going to end on this one because I know you, I know you got lots of good stuff. Um, have you heard about this um, this object in space? Huh. Uh, that this one astronomer, um, and he's a top astronomer. He's not a kook. He says huh. that it's part of a, a part of a spaceship, like it's a sail, a light sail, or something. It traveled past the moon too fast to be like a comet or an asteroid. They can't figure out what it is. Huh. Um, but you, could, but this guy. Let me see. Before he's chairman of Harvard University, person. Oh, Avi Loeb. Anyways, he's a he's a top astronomer, and he says that this thing it's shaped like a cigar, and it's apparently going it like zoomed past the sun. It's going extremely fast, and he says wow. it's it's he believes that it's part of um, an extraterrestrial vehicle or or ship that may have broken off and just flown through this through the solar system. Uh, but I thought it was fascinating because you know my my short story stop the car, which was. Um, Accepted as a Kindle single, very hard to get accepted into as that, and it's also out as an audio book. But anyways, it was about seeing a spaceship when I was nineteen because I did. I didn't go up into it, but I saw uh, I saw a, a craft above, like not moving above us. You could hit it with a rock. Um, so I was, anyways, I was really fascinated by that because I do think that there is uh, intelligent life. I mean, how hard would it be, honestly, when you look at humanity, when you look at who we elect as, as our leaders how hard is it to imagine a more intelligent form of life yeah we might have to call on them to help us with our current situation at some point so we need to be friendly with them that's it for me hit it mm. did you hear what I said though what repeat it we have to rely on them we have to rely on them to save our world because they well, must I don't be think doing something care. Right. yeah I want to talk about one of the ads in the Super Bowl Featured Serena Williams. Uh, it was an ad for the dating app Bumble. I saw where, that with yeah, her with her it, husband. Yeah, with her husband, which is funny because they never met on that dating site. But uh, apparently, on Bumble, and I've had friends that have met on it, uh, only women can make the first move. I didn't know that. So women have the right to reach out first. Guy can't reach out to a girl first. But I want to comment on this. There's another one out there called The League. Have you heard of that dating site? You probably haven't because I'm no, not into uh -uh. dating. Well, anyway, a friend of mine's trying to use it here, and she's like 42 years old and. She was basically told by the concierge. Apparently, the league you pay maybe two hundred dollars a month for or something, so it's higher end quality. Wow. Pre, pre, yeah, because you're part of the league Jesus. when you get in there. 
and they're going to protect you from all the pervs out there and shit like that. So my friends, a professional woman, applies for it. The concierge who uh, vets these people wrote her back and said, here's how you get a refund on Apple. We can't find someone for you in your community. You're too old. It really happened. Wow. That should be yeah. on, that should be a story online. It should be. She should really. Well, she kind of wrote him back and engaged because she's kind of an engaging person, you know. And, yeah, the story kind of made me sad, but it also proved to me I don't know about these dating sites. Anyway, um, emotional baggage weighing you down this Valentine's Day for $2.30. You can name a cockroach in a UK zoo after your ex. So when you look at the cost in pounds, it's like $4. But, yeah, you can go right ahead. They'll give a certificate where they show you the picture of that particular cockroach and his or her name based on your ex so it like had that. to have been a bad breakup i think <laughs> yeah or something a little cockroach uh a group of people involved talk about those icy weather and snowy weather there's a group of people up in quebec uh which you and frank just got back from not mm -hmm. too long quebec ago. city you, awesome this is uh les assumptions i can't speak french as we les just said but it's about 45 kilometers wow just send everything in wow les assumptions wow of montreal um, Montois. Anyway, they they were in this like massive pileup in the freeway, and as a true on Highway 40, as true Canadians would do, they turned the bad situation into a much more pleasant one. Last this last Sunday morning, when an impromptu game of hockey broke out, as travelers waited for emergency crews to reopen the road, so they made the best of a bad situation. Funny, Got can to you make imagine? The best of the best, best of situation. driving by, and there you see it going on. Since I think it's pretty good. <laughs> Mark, stop it. Go ahead. Now that's uh, a Gladys Knight. We was not, we were talking about her. I love Gladys Knight. Oh, so Netflix came out with this series, as you probably heard, Conversations with the Killer, the Ted Bundy tapes. A little bit of controversy because it's being played by a boy from you know High School Musical. Um, you know, and it makes me mad because it's Ephraim. You know, that kid. He is a good actor, but thousands of people said there's no way he can play this role. And they're basically saying, you know, let's think of these guys like. Even think about, was it Jeffrey Dahmer? I mean, they were guys that seemed normal, that were just a little They always off. seem normal. The neighbors always say, he was such a nice guy. Right, right. So Michael you Jackson, nice he was just a child in a man's body. Jeez. Horrible. But I haven't seen it yet. I watched a little <laughs> bit. He looks great. He's a, he's a, <laughs> he's a good actor. We're laughing because, you know, sometimes Mark and I find it hard to let things go. Right, Mark? Well, it, w it was fitting. I think it was a, it fit in there somewhere. Tied in. We got to loop it together. By the way, you may hear a little fan in the background. I started turning on my oven to prepare some food for the week. You know, food prep is in. And I don't know what's going on with my oven. It's not clean or something. It is clean, but, like, there must be something in it because the whole house is fogging up. Anyway, if you hear that, guys, bear with it. A new policy at Frontier Airlines and other credit card peddling companies and airlines, you know, like Spirit Airlines and... Um, Allegiant Airlines, these airlines where you, you're upcharged for everything you pay because they keep the low fee. They're now counting on revenue for the flight attendants for their pay to come from Oh, tips. I saw that. Tips. Oh, my God, no. I'm not tipping a flight attendant. I am not doing it. That is crazy. So, like, you're going to get, you know, usually you just give the credit card, they ring it, you're done. You're going to get a little thing just like you're in a restaurant. You're going to be asked to apply a tip. That is ridiculous. Put everything back on us. That's ridiculous. Should ask for good service. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's anyway. just, it's absurd. Go ahead. I think it's crazy. In Hawaii, there's a, a representative, Richard Cregan. He's an ER doctor. He's sponsoring a bill that goes after the deadliest artifact in human history, which is, in quotes, which is the cigarette. And he's passing a rule 
Um, many states, oh, including be Hawaii. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Six states so far have it that you have to be 21 to buy cigarettes. He's ranking it up that by 2024 in Hawaii, you have to be 100 before you can buy a cigarette. So, yeah, that's an interesting take on an older issue. But Well, I've always wondered. I mean, I know it's America, <laughs> but I've always wondered why they didn't take them off the market. I mean, if, you know, instead of cigarettes are so such a public health hazard take them off the market yeah <laughs> ban them yeah know? but then you're gonna get things like vapes and all this other stuff that i don't know whatever it's crazy um speaking of abuse and th not abuse but addiction and abuse you know it's popular in the chef's world we know that oh um, that's so funny i had the same what? thing go go for it about this group in portland portland yes i didn't bring yeah. it up but i'm so glad you did that's weird. We're on the same page, literally. That's crazy. I only brought it up because I have a friend down in Shreveport that posted this story, and I really liked it. And those of us, you know, I used to own restaurants and stuff. Though we know notoriously, chefs not only are known for their tempers, but they're known for their addictions. And when you run a restaurant, you always run that risk of a sh of chef turnover because they end up in recovery or they end up on the streets, literally, or whatever. But this group in Portland of recovering chefs have started an event. Um, where 70 people gather for the first one. It's called Zero Proof, a once-in-a-lifetime feast Portland festival dinner. Five trailblazing cooks involved in it. Southern, you know, southern from southern food to northern food, $225 a meal, but no alcohol, no wine, no nothing. They're sober, free meals, and um, yeah. What what, well, what appealed? No, I thought it was great. It is restaurants are high stress environments. I know it's hard to. And the public doesn't them. appreciate that when you when you serve the public like I do now at my job, uh, the public, you know, and I guess they're not expected to. It's not their problem, but they don't realize what you're going through. They don't realize right. the stresses of what you do. Um, and I think it's I'm sure that's true in restaurants like who who like, you know, it's all about me. And, you know, if I don't get good service, I'm going to leave my dollar and all this other shit. You never think about what they're having to deal with in their job. Oh, it's yeah, because it's service related. It's the precious. It's artist, you know. Being a chef is like an artist, and it can be hard. I mean, I've known some incredibly artists, uh, incredible culinary artists that are that are challenged by that. So I thought it was a great story. Just My like Guy Fieri. Yes, he's not one of them. No, but he's kind of like I look at well, him. He's and I don't ubiquitous. Want to eat. He's like I sometimes I think he must own a, a he a piece of the Food Network because he's on he's on it all Everywhere. all the time. Go but ahead. See, I look at him and he's like that dirty chef that you see come out of the kitchen when you're enjoying a nice meal. You're like, Ugh, I'm sure he's person. a nice guy. I'm sure he's a great guy. Sure I just like, I'm over him, but go ahead next. Mm, yeah. Like I said, he just looks dirty. I mean, I have nothing against him and that's not nice of me to say, but like, you know, <clears throat> you just uh, don't know, you know, uh, anyway, my last story is they just featured Providence, Rhode Island. We usually like to, to give a little travel uh, tips in here, guys, places you're thinking of going, consider Providence. It's the largest city in the smallest state of Rhode Island. Um, and they say it's really the center of arts uh, in New England. So if you want to do a little trip, call it from culinary arts. There's some great restaurants, um, one called Need Donuts, K-N-E-A-D, The Duck and the Bunny. They say it's a great little local hangout to just kind of check it out and check out the art scene while enjoying some good food. Um, known for its brunches, nothing better than brunch, you know, in a nice little town. So go check it out. There's an area, a trendy little neighborhood called Fox Point Neighborhood. I have not been. A lot of my friends use it as an airport uh, that live in New England because it's a cheaper alternative in a smaller airport to fly in and out of. Uh, but check it out, guys. They say Providence, Rhode Island is 
you know, the place to go and check out the arts. Also, as we know, it's known for its famous universities, Brown University and others there. So um, that's what I got, Mark. That's And that's the Rhode Island was. Red. It's very known for that, too. What is that? That's a rooster, I think. Oh, do you eat it? No, it's a rooster. Oh, <laughs> it's just that. Rhode Island Red. Yeah, I've seen that. I've <clears> seen that. Now we, anyway. We ready for a quote or you got something else? Oh, no, I got a great quote, like I told you, and I'm sure you have a great quote. Well, I have That's... one. It's because I was actually, we didn't talk about the State of the Union, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, I was enjoying an edible, full disclosure. <laughs> oh, instead? Oh, is that why your eyes were closed before the show we talked? Yeah. You, had I, you know, you you know the whole it. the whole edible thing. I had said to somebody, I cannot name names, but that... um. Once it was legal in Jersey that I would try edibles again. I mean, I did it what, like a year and a half ago. Somebody that we know gave me one. And a couple of years ago, I vaped. Um, but I just, I'm so used to having a, I guess you would call it a sober state of mind. But I'm used to a particular state of mind that affords me continuity. Right. And I don't like being intoxicated by anything anymore. I don't even like cold medicine. But I said, okay, I'll give it. But anyways, I said, when it's legal in Jersey, I'll give it a try. So this person, um, non-gender specific, gave me some edibles. And I like took one. And I'm like, oh, okay. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It's like a rare thing. It's like a treat that I might do every few weeks on a, late at night or something. But I did. I did. I was watching the... Um, so too. I was quite blissful listening to, <laughs> listening to Trump be Reagan-esque. But my quote is uh, about this because I love I love acidic takedowns. There was one a few weeks ago about Post Malone, uh, a, re a review of Post Malone that was so f just delightfully mean, yeah. uh, but funny. <laughs> like we're really well written. I mean, really funny. But um, it was it was t totally trashed him. So here's a, this guy named Rick Wilson in the Daily Beast. Um, these are just two paragraphs from his response to the State of the Union. Uh, quote, it wasn't just bad, it was downright weird. This was a speech that will go down as a truly strange moment in American political rhetoric. Trump going for uplift seemed so ludicrous that I almost took pity on the White House struggle bus speechwriting team. Almost. And then one, one more paragraph. Since a key requirement of esoteric Trumpism is that its followers live always in year zero, the Trump-centric internet is gushing praise over President Bigley Rightwords, treating his <laughs> largely incoherent word gumbo as if he had delivered a modern-day Gettysburg address. Oh, my God. Hitting crowd-pleasing slow-pitch lines, quote, boo Nazis, yay heroes, and America is like watching an airplane fly or a monkey fling its waist. These are the expected behaviors of a president giving a state of the union. Oh my God. That is brilliant. That is, I, I love word. It was gumbo funny because he's the master of word. President gumbo. Bigley, right words. Cause I thought like I listened to, I was listening. I thought he didn't write this. I mean, you know, huh. Obama. Okay. You could think he probably wrote this and had, had it polished by a speechwriter. There's no way in hell Trump wrote that speech. But, um, you know, it was it hit all the right notes until he threatened to shut down the government <laughs> if they investigate <Yeah>. him. <laughs> it was it was a setup for something that it's so yeah. funny because the meme that's going around today is Pelosi clapping him because apparently he applauded women that we have yeah. record numbers of women making big decisions or something. But I it's mean, the way it's, she clapped at him. You got to look at that. <laughs> no, it, it you got like a clap back. You know, you got to search for the image because it's it was a clap back. And of course, an audience of women wearing white in honor of suffragettes, apparently the congresswomen 
uh, were white. But I got to go back and, and um, hear a little of it because just for a little bit of humor now that you you read that review, it's, uh, it's clever. I love and you know this as a writer when people use words well, not not, not, not like what Trump did, but what like this gentleman did to review it. It's it's funny. Very good. My quote actually comes from Adam Levine the day after I'm doing it. He was still being attacked a little bit because of all the controversy over uh, the kneeling situation. And and he basically said, and this redeemed him a little bit because I was first say, oh, my God, and a little bit of ageism. It's like, why do you want this 39-year-old man to take his shirt off? You can't even see his body constantly. I thought he's hot. I don't like, well, the, I don't like the tattoos oh, everywhere. California but got... and then whatever. And it just... I, I didn't get it. I didn't get the show. As you know, in years past, I've worked the Super Bowl halftime show and have been proud of it. Not that I had anything to do with it. I'm just okay, slinging food. What's your quote? But, well, and it, Mark. <laughs> I know you well, worked at the Super Bowl. I wasn't. Let me drop that. some shit. Let me drop some saying, shit. I got an no, Emmy. You and I got an I, Emmy. I said all I was doing was slinging hash. It's not like I'm doing an important job, but I'm saying being around <laughs> it, it was always something fun to see. Well, I'm glad I wasn't there this year because it wasn't all that. Okay, now now I don't even want to give my quote. Nope, I'm, I'm not going to play no, in the same. Please, please <laughs> you have to. I'm only playing with you. You, you insulted know me. I am being no, I'm I'm sitting here, like embarrassed to our audience members because you just shamed me. I didn't. <laughs> I fame shamed you. Oh, my God. Bringing it back to the beginning of the show, I knew some of them molested by Michael Jackson. That's just horrible. Why did I even say that? But I was putting it in context. You know what I mean? I know. <sighs> What's your quote, Rick? We have to have it. We I, I, the one more justification. When you're older, Mark, you have a lot of connections and you have a lot you know a lot of things, okay? What's your quote? <laughs> My quote is from Adam Levine. So people may have not caught it, but there were these Chinese lanterns that went up in the air with words for like, What the hell is that? And I was like, what the hell is it? Well, he kind of justified it the day after in, in my quote. He woke up writing this list of words about unification. He wanted this to be, let's unify and not fight. So he wrote all these words on these things, and they were all his words. So here's this list of words. That is my quote. Forgive, laugh, cry, smile, share, live, endure, embrace, remember, enlighten, preserve, soften, dance, scream, dream, educate, provide, inhale, exhale, for you, Mark, preserve, stand, kneel, overcome, love, and listen. That's my quote by Adam Levine. Yeah, I don't have anything against Adam. I'm not one of these snarky people who's going to trash somebody I don't know. They're just a mediocre group. That's all. I know. It just, well, they had to get who they could get. You know? They write some catchy stuff, though. Yeah, I know. The music was good. I got to admit, I danced like Jaeger a little bit to it. So, Jaeger. Okay. Why did I say Jaeger? I'm speaking German now. All right. Moves well, like Jaeger. So, thanks everybody, for thanks for listening to another <laughs> twist. It was a fun one, Rick. We'll be back next week. And, uh, check, you know, check us out on Spotify. If nothing else, just search for the Twist Podcast on Spotify. Uh, very exciting. We're everywhere. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Thanks, Mark. Have a wonderful day. You too. Bye. Bye, guys.